taking cardiac medication from the Eastern Bloc that you don't know how to read the instructions of is... <laughs> yeah, oh, it's super questionable. Shock blew up! Oh, he's toying with him. Hey, Caitlin. Hey, Chris. Hey, uh, most tennis podcasts this week or today are going to be talking about uh, a doping story, Maria Sharapova getting a wild card into the U.S. Open, but that is boring compared to the doping story we have for people this week, which <laughs> is your doping. Uh, explain. Yeah, I am, in fact, doping, and the link to Maria Sharapova is apt because I am taking the same drug that got her banned for a year, meldonium, from the same place where she got her meldonium, Latvia. Right. So just uh, just explain you're actually in a competition. Yeah, I'm dosing strategically. I will. Um, Very quick backstory for those of you who are listening to this for the first time who didn't hear the past two episodes. I would actually recommend going back because there are some pretty horrifying moments where I'm opening the package for the first time. And Chris is basically having a moral crisis about whether or not to let me do this. (laughs) Um, And I have, in fact, gone ahead and I'm now post phase one of my experiment um, into phase two. So to very quickly recap, a friend of mine, a journalist, brought back, maybe as a gag, maybe not, a box of Mildrenets, which is a Latvian brand of meldonium, the same heart medication that was used by a number of athletes legally to boost their fitness and stamina and recovery. And then it was banned. Marie Sharapova got caught with it in her system after the ban claimed that she and her team didn't read the banned email update, but admitted to using it and took the ban for a year, came back um, and is now not high enough in the rankings to qualify directly into main draws of tournaments. So is taking wild cards, most notably in the US Open. So now that she's back, I, having received this box, went back and forth about whether or not I should do it. My wife had grave concerns that I very easily brushed aside in the name of gonzo journalism. And... During the time period, I have been competing in the USTA Women's 5.0 sectional championships, which just occurred this past weekend. So that is what we're going to talk about today. I can give you an update about both the doping and the performance. And then in terms of like what's going to happen next, should you want to hear it? I have uh, a plan is coming together. A plan's coming together. So explain your doping um, uh, strategy for this uh, for this tournament. This was a weekend tournament. up in Albany, New York with us and a couple of other teams from around the region. And I had, as people who had heard two episodes ago, encountering me encountering Latvian only instructions for how to use this drug, um, I had very helpfully received a Twitter PDF from someone who listens to the show uh, instructing me about the best way to basically use it for doping. So it's used A, for livestock maintenance, as we discussed. Um, B, it can be used by people who have like serious plaque in their arteries. It's kind of like a regular, um, like regular uh, supplement to help with blood circulation. And then it can C, which is how I'm using it, be tactically used in periods of high intensity workouts and in competition to boost, like basically to give you like a Popeye style can of spinach. So that's how I've been using it. So I used it the week before when I was sort of like ramping up my practices and I'm 37. So I'm no like spring chicken and I, you know, usually get tired and sore. After I play, especially if I play more than a couple of days in a row, especially if I play twice a day, which happened. Um, And then I doubled my dose. So I was taking 500 milligrams a day for five days. And then the day before my premiere day of the tournament, I took a thousand milligrams, four pills. Right. And now I have a couple left 
um, and I'm ready to report on the findings. Okay. So uh, how did it feel that day after you took a thousand? I feel great. Drugs are awesome. <laughs> it's like pretty simple, like no qualms, no nothing. None whatsoever. None whatsoever. So what does awesome mean? None of these matches that I'm playing are like particularly taxing on their own. So I never feel like I'm also playing doubles. So I never feel like I'm like gasping for air the way that I used to when I was competing pretty seriously at like age 17, which is literally 20 years ago, I just realized. Um, So the fitness thing, certainly I didn't notice myself getting winded, but I probably wouldn't. What I really noticed and the part that made me feel like a billion dollars was that there was no soreness at all. I wasn't stiff. I wasn't remotely sore. I stretched the same amount that I always have, which is to say like reluctantly and begrudgingly and not very well. Uh And like, you know, I've like increased my ice baths and gone to see like acupuncturists and cupping and that kind of stuff in the past like couple years because I have to take care of my body. But I am so delighted that there was just like such a noticeable recovery. Um, That was really the thing that helped a ton. And I feel... Like having walked off the court, stretched minimally, and then feeling like I could go right back on again. That was what was so amazing about it. And that is a totally different feeling than how I usually feel, especially if I play more than a couple of times in like a 24, 36 hour period. Can you imagine? I mean, you're like stiff. We're like the same age, right? Like, don't you yeah. get like a little creaky? Yeah, definitely. And it's you, like humbling, right? Right. You do that thing where you kind of kid yourself that it's about like a particular scenario or match you played, but it's getting old. Do you think that like that the livestock feels this way after they've been out in the field like a whole long day? Yeah, those sheep are like, I'm going to conquer this meadow. So I think we should say that it was not just Maria Sharapova taking this. Like, can you see why, like, just like word of mouth wise, this would spread? Totally. And as a matter of fact, like, I am positive, and this kind of contributes to my general feeling about um, performance enhancing drugs, which I am now well on the record for being totally um, ambivalent to positive about, uh, not knowing everything about everything, of course. But like, I have to imagine there are many, many, many supplements like this that are still legal and there are probably many, many people on the tour who are taking them. And why wouldn't they? If you could take something that doesn't necessarily amplify your talent, but instead like helps you be your best on the court, which is like not sore and fit. Right. I don't see why you wouldn't do it. Like this to me is like very similar to, I don't know, ice baths and extreme stretching and then saunas and stuff like that. It just kind of did it in pill form. And I'm not trying to make excuses or try to like create false equivalencies between all drugs. You know, maybe if I were injecting myself with like human growth hormone, right, I would a feel totally different and like able to crush through a wall and b being able to feel that way, have a different opinion about whether or not that's fair. But this drug in particular, I have to imagine like the fact that it was legal for so long, an American named Barbara Lachenko was taking it. So like there's a number of supplements that these athletes take that are in this kind of gray area where it's not necessarily banned versus not banned. It's like banned except for this. Yeah. There's a medical exception, that kind of stuff. And the fact that this drug was legal and taken for so long in a clearly performance enhancing way, but not being illegal makes me feel like what was the backstory that contributed to it being banned, um, you know, at the end of one year and the beginning of another. That's more interesting to me than like, oh, we'd made a discovery and like this is really helping. Yeah. Are you worried how the people you're competing against, how they'll feel if they find out? Because they they probably will. I've told all of them. Yeah. The people, not just your teammates, like the people you're competing against. Yeah. Also, you should know the 5.0 level in this area of the country anyway is like relatively small and everybody knows everybody. Okay. And I've told them all. 
and, as many as I know. And, and so yeah, I mean, if if I've told my captain of my team, I've told like we're headed to nationals. We swept all the courts, so we're going to Orlando in um, October to compete against all the other five hundred plus teams across the country. And I will plan on being as open about it as I was before. I don't, you know, I there is no official rule against it. Right. But and I would love the com- conversation. I'm not doing it too cheap to give myself like necessarily like I don't usually we usually get crushed at nationals anyway but like I'm doing it because it's interesting to to hack your body a little bit right um and have the conversation about like what this stuff actually does right and you've always kind of felt like it was kind of bullshit on the borderline drugs like this one completely yeah yeah I mean I just feel like there's until there's transparency and like a total um you know total accountability for the way that people use substances and it's consistent, then we should probably all, you know, quit moralizing. And like, in my mind, what really sucks about taking stuff that's manufactured or illegal or whatever it is, is that like you can hurt yourself and you can maybe hurt other people because you're a linebacker and you're, you know, juicing through pain and damage and then therefore like damaging another body Yeah. in addition to your own. And like, that's a terrible thing that we can all agree is morally repugnant. Backing up from that, what are all these things like equal? You know, like is heroin the same as pot, the same as, you know, illegal Xanax abuse? Like, I don't know. And so to me, the fact that it's all sort of in this gray area and arbitrary means that it's worth sort of asking questions about. Plus, it's awesome. I'm 37 and I don't feel sore. This is amazing. <laughs> and so, and so, no competitor had a weird reaction. Like, no one flipped out on you, or else I think you would have no, mentioned it. No, like one of the people who I had played earlier in the season and beat, who also happened to be a doctor, told me that I was an idiot, but in a joking, like, fun way. I mean, yeah. I don't think she was joking about the idiot part. I right. think she meant it, right. um, which is totally fair. Uh, you know, taking cardiac medication from the Eastern Bloc that you don't know how to read the instructions of is, <laughs> yeah, oh, it's highly questionable. Dumb. Yep, super dumb. Um, but, uh, but it's all working out for you. Do you think it'll be hard to go back to not using to normalcy? It? Yeah. Okay. So here's my plan for the next steps. I noticed a friend of mine, uh, and I think I can name him because I don't think he cares, uh, whose name is Ben Dreyfus, who's another journalist in New York. I noticed he was in Riga, Latvia this week. And I asked him to buy me another box cause I'm almost out. But right. the way that you use this drug is you only use it in like intense periods of training and playing and competition, as we've discussed. So I think for me, if I were to take a substance like this and create like a new baseline for myself where all of a sudden I was, you know, uh, taking triple or quadruple the amounts to feel the effects, like I think I'd be going down like a pretty weird road. Yeah. But my plan right now is just to take it again when I get a new box ahead of the national competition to sort of help me be able to kind of like sharpen my game ahead of going down to Orlando and being able to play like more than, you know, four matches a couple of days in a row. Yep. And then, you know, we'll take it from there. So, I don't know. Maybe I'll become an ambassador for this drug. Like a spokesman kind of. Do you, yeah. um, do you like, how do you feel about turning Ben Dreyfus into a drug mule from last I feel year? great. Okay. Actually, he talks about going to soul cycle all the time. And I told him this would help his performance. Oh, uh, one of sure. the maybe upsides, but maybe also downsides upsides. If I'm going to become a Mildred, not spokesperson downsides, if you don't think illegal drugs are cool, um, is that I think I've inspired a lot of people to take them. Yeah, right. I mean, has anybody on your team asked to uh, asked to have some? No, no, because the people on my team are all like professional, responsible people. Okay. Um, I'm kind of the cool maverick of the team. <laughs> They're if not I may. half in love with death like you. 
<laughs> you gotta live close to the edge, Chris. Yeah. How else do you know you're alive? <laughs> um, no, but a number of other people in different disciplines have asked uh, how I got it and if I would uh, help them do it. And I feel like, I don't know, should I? Right. Um, not to ask, should you help them get it? Sure. I think so. I mean, I think that like you, there's nothing in how you feel about this that should restrict you from giving it to people. Um, you don't think so? I feel like you took a very different position the last time we talked about this. No, no, no. There's nothing like you. I don't. I, I don't think you're conflicted about that. Is it just like like fear of judgment about about handing it out and like being being like a go to person for it? No, no, no. I okay. mean, I wish I had a stash so I could actually do that. But oh. no, I don't feel bad about it in, from like a moral perspective. Totally. I guess for me, like people are biohacking and microdosing LSD. You right. know, who am I to say that we have total mastery of the human body and we should be closed off to new experiences? Who you know are, what I mean? Who are you to say that? Where, where who do am you, I? Where do you get off even thinking it? I think, um, I, well, I think the, the argument against that would be like, look, well, not everybody has access to that, whereas everybody, um, at least in a lot of part of the countries, could could find a shaman to or or sage or an ice bath, right? I think that's I'm, that's the answer. Yeah, or just you know a cheap flight to Rigalapia. <laughs> okay, so let me, let me turn the tables on you. Barry Avenger, yeah, sure. What you you have priorly discussed how you are married to a nurse yep. who would find who does in fact does she know about this experiment and if she does does she is she appalled? No, uh, she would. Wow, it's hard to speak for your wife on a podcast, but I would say she would be very concerned. Like she wouldn't give you a hard time, but she's like a very evidence based, actually pu- public health nurse. So the idea mm-hmm, of like mm-hmm. take, take, taking something, she would be really worried for your heart basically. Mm, 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 yeah. Mm. And how so, do you feel about it? Uh, how do I feel about it? I, I mm. ne- like now that you're on the other side and you're okay, like, uh, I'm fine. Like, I know that I'm like a, a tough alpha male who doesn't, who doesn't show emotion <laughs> at all, but I was a little, I was a little worried about, um, because it's like taking a new drug that you learned how to take from Twitter. Well, when you say it that way. Well, then when and then it's zerting yourself a lot. Like I felt like, well, that might not be good. But you seem confident, and uh, now I think I'm okay with it. My my feelings about it were just just worry. Hey, can I ask you kind of like a cliched steroids question that I'm curious about? Did you experience any like like did 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 you feel like sharper or more focused or was there any kind of mental change? No, mental, it was only in the sort of nebulous kind of like confidence that I could probably be out there for a long time. Okay, right. Which is not nothing. That kind of confidence, like we talked about on a prior episode where like your coaches make you run a lot, just basically so you feel like you can stay out there. I think more than a lot of other sports, tennis really requires a lot of confidence just because you're out there alone and then knowing that you can no matter what outlast the other person if you needed to is is a really kind of intangible but also powerful thing and being able to kind of cut the line and feel that way was not a was not a enormous thing but it was also nice to feel right you know right so yeah a little bit i didn't feel like oh i've got I'm juicing, so I'm going to hit my serve 10 miles an hour faster. It wasn't like that. It was kind of more just like, oh, I can be out here all day if I want to. So it doesn't bother me if this – and it was hot and we were in the sun and it was humid and we were sweating. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, it was like, oh, I could do this. So And it will actually, I feel like, be even more powerful when we go down to Orlando because it's, like, notoriously sticky and swampy um, in central Florida especially, um, even in, in the early days of October. So I think it will help a little bit. What's your most – 
Well, I don't want to totally put you on blast here, but have you? No, no. Have, have you taken more more adventurous drugs in the past? Let's say recreational. No, my no. my my drug use has been pretty minimal. Um, uh-huh. I did opium a couple of times when I lived in Asia because it yeah. was cool. Um, <laughs> when, and I really enjoyed when you lived in Asia in in, 18, in the nineteen twenties in eighteen eighty seven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um. Yeah, because it felt like part of the experience, and I really liked it because I'm kind of like an anxious sort of high energy person, and it really calmed me down. Um, and for that reason, every other drug that I've ever done has been pretty much an unmitigated disaster. <laughs> I'm way too inside my own head to handle like any kind of drug that makes you mildly hallucinate. Like I peed my pants when I took shrooms, you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> like, wow. I feel like I don't have a particularly fragile mental state, but like, I definitely don't think things like expounding my like naturally sort of hyperactive um brain so like opium was basically the only drug i really liked because it made me sort of calm and soothed and then i immediately realized like oh people get addicted to this really really easily because it's awesome yeah um so no my my drug experience has been pretty tame i think especially because for a large part of it competing up through college i was drug tested constantly yeah so it wasn't you know and then by that time it's like what are you going to be like a 35 year old cokehead like that's pretty lame that true story seems like the right place to end for right now so so just (laughs) quickly review like what happens next okay so ben has to come back with my second box of mildrenauts i have a few capsules left from dose number one um i will i guess check again with usca before i compete in nationals to make sure i'm not breaking any rules luckily my team swept all the courts this past weekend so if in fact my results are thrown out or nullified our team would still qualify uh and then my plan is probably two weeks before because presumably i'll have an extra box two weeks before i'll start like maybe doing um a much higher intensity practices than I normally do. Uh, so maybe like once a day even, which I know probably sounds like it's a lot, but it's, uh, you know, not that much, I guess, compared to people who play this sport professionally, but like for a working person who also has a child, it's like a ton to play every day. Yeah. 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 So I'll probably try to do that for like at least eight or so days before we go to Florida. And then I'll double dose the nights before we play. And I think we'll probably play two, if not three days in a row. So I need to keep at least 12 um, on hand for the last like two days of the experiment. Yeah. This is like the, like at that point we'll, we'll like know a lot about how like the long-term effects of this. So yeah. And uh, from what the kind of feedback I've been getting, people do say it's only like a short-term thing. Yeah. And if you try to use it all the time, it's a totally different experience. Right. So doping, Doping. get into it. Yeah. Yeah.